Here we go. Welcome to the Category Mistake Podcast slash Twitch-ish stream. So I haven't streamed in a while or did a podcast in a couple weeks. One, we had Christmas and New Year's and we had family over and schedule just got really, 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 really busy. Uh, With New Year's, we did something on New Year's Eve. But then, you know, uh, life got busy. Uh, I am working. I'm not teaching right now, but I am working. And I also uh, started school again, getting my master's degree or trying to. And I just had a lot on my mind, a lot of things going on. And I kind of pushed this down a little bit just so I could focus on, well, other things. Uh, my son Josh went back to college and there were some hiccups with that so hopefully that's finally worked out and I just things in my life that I need to get straightened out Um, if you're watching or listening to the podcast the title of today is emotional damage now I love TikTok for one reason only it creates the dumbest dumbest things in the world one of which is, of course, someone screaming emotional damage, and it's used everywhere now. It's great. Really, it is. So at least that's what they tell everybody. Um, and it's great because you can attach it to anything and people feel better. Um, I don't feel better, but other people do. Which I was going to put my headphones on, but I decided that that's not needed. So today I'm talking about my emotions and the emotional damage of the world that how it takes its toll on me and maybe this is how it takes its toll on you I don't know um, but it's a podcast about me so it really doesn't matter right <laughs> it's about what I want not about you, what you guys want um, so the prob- problem with me is that when people meet me they think I am kind of a angry person. They also think that um, I care levels pretty low and they also think that you know I just I don't know a lot of people think I'm mean when they first meet me. Um, A lot of people think that I don't care. Um, A lot of people think that I don't have a heart until they meet me for real. Um, I do have a heart. I do have emotions. I do have compassion. Honestly, my heart, my compassion cause me more heartache than happiness. <laughs> Sometimes it feels. Uh, it's because I get emotionally in, invested with people, with things that are important. I've always been under a weird thought that if something was worth my time, I needed to put all of it, all of myself into it. So I went in the army and I put every ounce of being I had into it. When I had kids, I spent all of my time trying to make the world a better place for my kids, doing things, spending time with them, buying them things, going on trips, bending over backwards until my back snapped to make sure my kids had everything they could. Um, 
and it was it, it's good it's it, my kids most of the time like me um i think they all like me but and they understand me um but every time i've ever helped out my kids it's been exhausting for me because I hold myself up to a standard for them that I can't honestly keep. I've gotten not just my children, but other people so used to a standard that to keep up with this standard, I would have to be Superman. And I'm not Superman. I'm not close to Superman. When I was in the Army, um, I spent a lot of time with people, and I would always just say, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And it took away time from other things I could have done because I always wanted to make sure that everybody had the best of me they could. But they didn't. I wish they did sometimes, but they didn't. I also spent a lot of time, most of my life actually, trying to get my parents to see me as a success. Um, Not just in money, not just in life, but with everything. I needed them to think that I succeeded that I became what they wanted me to become. Um, And it really hurt me also. I probably overdid my time with my children and smothered them a little bit because I knew the best thing for children was not to be left alone and set aside They needed their parents to be in their life. Unfortunately, when you do that, um, it also makes it to where your children want time away from you. My my voice sounds deeper than that. Probably it is. I don't know. I do not have any voice effects on. Um, But because of that, um, I smothered some of my children, some of which I'm still trying to deal with. because I never left them alone. But that's because growing up, my I, I kind of felt abandoned, so I wanted to do the opposite, right? That's what you're supposed to do, and da-da-da-da-da, right? Um, you do the opposite of what you don't like. Uh, the problem with that is I'm not really good at happy medium. I went opposite to the point of, um, well... It went overboard. It went too much. I got married. And when I got married, my parents had been divorced a few times each. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do everything to make my wife happy no matter what. And for years, it was probably tormenting on her because... I would always tell her things she wanted to hear, not the actual truth, because God forbid I tell her the truth, because then she'll run away, and then we'll get divorced, and then I'll be miserable, and I don't want to be miserable. Again, 
just unfortunately the truth there. I wish I was wrong, but that's how I treated it. And I'm trying to get better at that, but some days are better than others. Um, work. I've always just worked and tried to be in the best. I'm not really good at being not the best. So when I was a teacher, I'd work long hours. Why? Because I wanted to be the best. Uh, in the Army, I worked so I'd be the best. At Home Depot, I worked. And I learned everything. Why? Because I wanted to be the best. Not because I wanted to go around showboating saying, I'm amazing. Nope. I just felt like if I wasn't the best, people wouldn't accept me. <clears throat> people wouldn't accept me for who I was because I wasn't good enough. That's a hard thing to go through. Um, I mean, I'm 47 years old. You'd think I'd figure this stuff out yet, but I'm a little slow. Um, But here, here's here's why today is called this. Um, so about twenty two ish years ago, um, one of my kiddos, she was like five, came to us and said her friend, you know, wanted to hang out, and lo and behold, our friend hung out for years. And then her friend had some friends who needed a place, and they hung out for years, and <clears throat> so on and so forth. And we became foster parents, and we took these kids into our homes. Now, these kids weren't bad kids. They've had crappy situations, let's be honest. If you're in the foster care system, it's not because you've had the best day ever, okay? And... um Everyone warns you when you become a foster parent. There's going to be days where it just sucks. It just stinks. Bad things happen. You just want to give up. And I wouldn't say that that was me. I'm not really good at giving up. But for years, we did foster care, and um, we've had some great kids. We've had some not-so-great kids. We've had kids that are still in our lives today. And every time when they've left to either go out back to mom and dad or go with their new adoptive family or go to get married, whenever they leave, I feel like, I feel like I could have done more. I didn't try hard enough because, well, they're leaving. Now, the horrible part of this is some of them have left to be adopted by good homes. Some of them have left because they're an adult and they want to, you know, go explore the world and be a good adult. Um, But I always wanted them to be more, to do more. I wanted to do more and be more for them. And it's exhausting. So about 20, let's see, probably 2015. Yeah, I'll say 2015. uh, My wife and I decided to give up our foster license. We had a kiddo, um, real rough 
he was young but real rough life. And um, one of our kids came to us and said, hey, I, I, I want to be selfish. I need you guys to be done. And we always told the kids that, that they ever wanted us to be done, we'd be done. So we were done. Um, turned in our foster license. We kept in contact with the kiddos that um, still needed us, but they didn't quote unquote live with us. They had adopted families that we just kind of helped out with a lot. <clears throat> and we still help out with today. But everyone knew us as the family that took in kids. Right? That's, that's, you kind of get a reputation after, you know, 15 years of taking in kids, right? And during that time, we, <clears throat> we adopted three kids, um, two of which were adults and one of which um, came to us in 2011 while I was deployed. And then we adopted her in 2012. And then we adopted my, one of my daughters, um, let's see, about three years ago, four years ago, and then the same thing for another daughter. And we're talking about adopting again as an adult, so it's a little different. I know it's a little weird to adopt an adult, but it's just um, you hang out with a family long enough and you're part of the family, but you're not legally part of the family. And some people just want to be, they want to have that little blue verified sign, you know, that they're really part of the family. And I've never understood it. Um, I don't give you my last name or Jimmy's last name or Fred's last name. I don't care. Just have someone's last name. Um, but I still had a hankering. I think it's hankering's over. I had a passion for helping kids still. And I taught for three years at a great school. The kids were good. Teacher that I worked with a lot. She's amazing. Um, <clears throat> but what I was finding myself is I was addicted to trying to help all these kids. I was trying to take these kids' hurts, wants, and needs as my own. I was becoming too involved. So I got the opportunity to go back to school. So I left teaching. And I left teaching because I knew that if I went to school and taught at the same time, the kids would become more important than school and I would never finish school. Now, flash forward. We took in a kiddo. <clears throat> Why? Because we did. And first week of school started. And emotionally, I got attached to her. And I didn't do any schoolwork. I didn't do anything. I just took care of her. <clears throat> and because of that, I'm behind in school. Uh, my work schedule's all jacked up. My life is very emotionally raw. My family is gone without sleep. And it just, it was a bad idea. But she's gone now. And I'm wondering why I feel guilty about it. 
I'm wondering why why I can't not blame myself for her leaving. And it's funny because um, it's not my fault that she left. It's not my wife's fault that she left. <clears throat> but she's gone. And I feel like it's totally my fault. And it's not. Which is crazy to think of, you know? Blame yourself for something that you logically know, but your emotions take over. I'm emotional. Not just about that. I get emotional about everything. But the reason I get emotional is because when I see kids who are lost, I don't want them to turn out. I don't want them to have the world against them when they have no choices. We took a four-year-old and a newborn home once. And the four-year-old had lived in squalor, but the newborn never knew it. So the four-year-old automatically has nowhere to, where to go but up. The newborn, it's easier because the newborn's never seen the ugliness of the world that the four-year-old did. And now the four-year-old is 14 and the newborn is nine. And the four-year-old, who's now 14... doesn't doesn't always understand the amazing stuff he sometimes can't believe things so he waits for them to fail and the 9 year old has optimism for days because she knows everything will go well because her whole life People have only been in her life that make sure that she's in a good place. Last night, that nine-year-old had a horrible night. And I couldn't fix it. And that sucks. You know... I've always I've always told people, you know, I hate people, I don't like people. Here's what I don't like. It's not people per se. Here's the deal. There are people in this world who only think about themselves who only think about what can I do to make me happy. They don't serve others. They don't volunteer. They don't try to be there. They don't try to fill in a gap. <clears throat> there are people in this world who need someone to fill in a gap and to be there for them and to help them because, well... They've had people in their lives from the first category. And they're falling apart. And it's not that they need a life raft. 
they need more than a life raft. They need swimming lessons, a life raft, a boat, a rope, um, floaties, anything. Even th- they need something, and the world is giving them nothing because the people in their lives are giving them nothing, giving them nothing, and nothing. And it's and it angers me. And then there's a third category, which I hope I fall into more than the other two. Those are people who fill in the gap. But here's the problem with the third group, my group. Because there's so few people out there right now who fill in the gaps. People like me have to work harder. People like my wife have to work harder. My kids. We all have to work harder. Because people out there stopped caring about people out there. You know, well, you know, they could have COVID or, you know, I don't know, they look a little dirty or, you know... I don't know if they like girls or boys or if they're a girl or a boy or what they are. Or, oh, well, you know, um, I'm really busy with my, um, you know, environmentally friendly bee farm, you know, that harvests purple honey. Who the heck knows? There's always an excuse. Always. I'm tired of people's excuses. I'm tired of thinking, and rightfully so, that people like me and my wife and others have to save the world because not everyone in the world cares or gives a rat's patootie about anybody else. There's 7 billion of us on this planet. 1% care about the other 99. There's another 20% who need everyone to care about them. That's 79% more people. That's 4 billion other people that can help others. It's closer to 5, but, you know, we'll round down to make it less complicated. 4 billion people need to care about the other 3. And they don't. They don't care. And because of that, you have children... <laughs> who don't have parents. You have children whose parents are so bad that you question if maybe it is right to start giving licenses to have children because these people are horrible. You have children that have been, their parents have passed away. You have children whose parents have abandoned them. You have children whose parents are sick. And these children are being left in hospitals, group homes, for months. Months. Why? Because no one cares. No one gives no one cares. 
we live in a world where I'm talking to you on a computer that costs a lot of money, right? I mean, some people's rent for the month. I'm using internet that I have all throughout my house. We have two cars. We have food in our refrigerator. The bank and I own a house together. I have two dogs. I have kids. I have all I need. And most people do too. If you're watching this online, you have a computer or a phone. A computer or a phone. It might be the newest iPhone or the newest Samsung or the newest Google or the newest who knows. You got to have it. And I'm not saying let's all become communist and start selling all of our crap. That would be stupid. Okay. What I'm saying is we there needs to be more than than there is for people who care. It's not just about putting your money where your mouth is. It's not just about putting your time where your mouth is. It's not just about putting your thoughts in prayers where your mouth is. I think it's time that you put everything where your mouth is. Well, you know, those poor kids, I wish there was somebody out there that cared about them. Then show up. Well, you know, I really wish that the government had more money for kids. And stop cheating on your taxes. Well, I really wish the state would do better and hire more people. They try to hire more people. No one applies. If you want to help kids, apply for a job. Well, you know, I really wish they could find homes for these kids. Then sign up. It's a couple pieces of paper. Come to your house. They talk to you for a few minutes. And as long as you're not a big old criminal, you can do it too. Be all you can be in the foster care family, okay? I'm t- I, I look at foster care and kids who need homes, because not all kids who need homes are in foster care. The foster care system is overwhelmed right now. <clears throat> if all the kids who needed foster care actually were in the system, it would be a global disaster. Because I know kids, just from teaching, who shouldn't be with their parents. But they are because the state's overwhelmed and they don't want to try to find a home for another kid. They can't do it. So, they're okay. You can't... As a society, we cannot survive like this. The old saying, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. It used to take a village to raise a child. We would have people at your church help. We'd have your librarian, your teachers, the firemen. I mean, I grew up in a small town, so that's probably why it's different. But, you know, I would walk down the library on Saturday mornings because the librarian would look out for me. And she'd give me a snack because that's what I needed. 
I'd have bus drivers who knew who I was and who my parents were. And, <clears throat> and yes, there's bus drivers and there's librarians like that today, but now it's looked at as something special. We should give them an award. They should have gotten awards 50, 70, 150 years ago because that's how long they've been doing it. But now it makes the nightly news if a librarian, you know, helps out a student. That's always why I've had an issue with people thanking me for my service in the Army. They thanked me for my service. I didn't get drafted. I wasn't told by gunpoint, go join the army, you're going to die. I joined on purpose, twice. I volunteered for deployment. Kind of. <clears throat> they said you can volunteer or we're probably going to volunteer. So I volunteered. Every morning when I got up, <clears throat> and I woke up in Afghanistan. I woke up and I looked outside and it was another day. It wasn't like I was going, oh my God, I'm still in Afghanistan. I can't believe they haven't brought me home yet. No. No, I understand. Some people don't know what to say. So they'd say, thank you for your service. <coughs> But I can also tell you that teachers don't get thanked for their service. And, and when they do, we, we chose to be teachers. Now, it's nice when parents actually appreciate us, but that's harder and harder every year. But we signed up to be teachers, most teachers, because we liked teaching your kids. We like teaching you. We like teaching people things and seeing that light bulb pop off in the top of your head. Okay? <clears throat> Teachers don't do it for the pay. Military do not do it for the pay. Foster parents, they don't do it for the pay. Okay, a foster parent gets paid about the same amount per day that two hours of McDonald's work gets you. So you can work two hours at McDonald's or be a foster parent every day. So the, the plan I have is this in my life. I can't I can't in good conscience be a foster parent right now. Can't. Um, I can't be a foster parent right now because the kiddo that left us yesterday, I was reminded why I left the first time. This kiddo has been in the system for like five years. She has emotional, psychological stressors. And 
no one's ever done anything to fix it. Her parents were just good enough to not lose her full time until recently. She has been abused, and I don't care. I'm saying she has been, and they're investigating, but who knows. She's been abused. She's been medicated against her will. She's been destroyed and tortured by people in her life. And the only answer I got was, yeah, we know. Well, have you tested her for this, this, and this? Well, no. Why? They haven't gotten to it yet. Five years. COVID's been around for two. For two. So, COVID's been around for two. She's been in the system for five. Do the math. No one made her go to the doctor since she was 13. No one made her go to the dentist since she was 13. They just said it's fine. We'll deal with it later. And later and later. But here's the thing. I can't be a foster parent. I can't do it. I've... I have I have paid my dues. I've done my time. This morning I came to the realization that the same thing I came to when I got out of the army. Because when I got out of the army, um, originally I'm like, I'm staying in, I'm gonna do what I can, I gotta I gotta stay in, it's it's the, what I need, I need it, I need it was a drug. It was addicting. I had left foster parenting for a while, and then this situation came up as last-minute um, emergency type deal. We're like, you know what? We can do it. It'll only be for a little while. We can do it. Um, after eight days, I can't do it. I can't put myself through that emotional damage. I can't put my family through the emotional damage, but I definitely can't put myself through the emotional damage. Why can't I put myself through the emotional damage? Well, simply said, um, we've had a lot of kids in our lives, over 50 of them, okay? Some have been a day, some have been a month, some have been decades. And every one of those kids owns a little bit of this, my heart. Owns a little bit of my heart. And every time they get hurt, my heart breaks. Every time. Doesn't matter. It just hurts. And, um, well, last night was it. I've got nothing left. I can either give what I've got left to my wife and my kids and the kids who are still in my life. Or I might be one of those people who end up just driving and not coming back. 
I can't take on anymore. I cannot deal with state and government bureaucracies and kids who they don't even have a chance. This girl that left us last night, she'll never have a normal life. Eight days with me was not going to give her a normal life, but I really wanted it to. That's what I wanted for all these kids in my life. I just wanted them to feel like they were wanted, loved, needed, and normal. I can't do that anymore. Because no matter how much these agencies and these states and these people tell me that they care, they don't. They can't. The kids are a number. They've got to they got to find them a home, keep them stable, and move on to the next kid. There's not enough caseworkers. There's not enough foster homes. But if you look at the money, all these agencies have money at the top, but nowhere else. You don't become a caseworker or a teacher or a military person for the money. You don't do it for the respect. You do it because you think you can do good. I can't do good anymore. I can't. Um, I love my kids. All nine of them. Plus the others. I, I love them all. And I thought I'd never say this, but I can't fit another kid into my life. I can fit my grandkids. But I can't do another child. And I don't know if I ever will be able to. Someone said to me and my wife, you know, there's a special place in heaven for you guys. And this is what I said. I don't care if there's a special place in heaven for me. If I'm in the slums, I'm fine. I want to be up there. Because at least up there, it's peace... No pain, no sorrow, no anxiety, no heartbreak. I don't have to worry about if, you know, kids are being taken care of properly. I don't have to worry about if kids have a warm place to be. All I have to care about is if, well... Are these kids being loved and wanted? I don't even care about that because God's going to love and want them. All I have to care about is enjoying time with kids. That's it. That's it. I don't have to worry about anything else. Because, let's be honest, God takes care of everything. I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to show up. It's going to be great. Now, my wife, I bet she'll agree with me, but I didn't even ask her. I just, I don't know what else to do about it. So today's kind of a heavy day. It really is. Um, 
it's heavy because, well, after 22 plus years, the fossil care system broke me. And I can either get up again or I can just let the 10 count happen. And I'm not depressed about letting the 10 count happen. I'm really not. I had to tell the people that have this child that I, I can't take her back to the... said it can't happen. I'm like, well, are you short? Yes. Well, we could... No. Yes, I'm, I'm short. I didn't think I could, but I did. I did it because it's what's best for me, best for my family, best for my kids, my grandkids, and everybody in between. And like it or not, that's who I've got to protect. People out there, if you ever do watch this, I don't know if you will or not, or listen to this. Um, foster care isn't bad if you're a foster parent. It's hard. Mostly if you love kids a lot. Um, it's hard. Be a respite person, which is like, you know, take a child for a weekend or a school vacation. Um, try it out. Younger kids are easier. They don't have as much emotional damage as the older kids. Teenagers are hard. They're hard because they've already lived a life of stupid. And not like, oh, uh, my mom and dad were going to let me have one box of ramen, not two. No, we're talking like I'm allowed to eat one box of ramen a day and that's all the food I get. And if I eat more, my dad beats me. Or I'm a size 13 in juniors, but you're really a size 6 in women's. Or I'm allergic to everything because my parents said I am. So I can't take this, this, and this. I don't like it. I loved it when I was younger and I hadn't been, because we knew a lot of kids that were not. They were already through the system quite a few times. Try it. Don't be a thoughts and prayers type person. If you can do it, be a real helper. Do something productive with your life. For God's sake. In this world we live in, do something to help out your fellow man, woman, person, fluffy unicorn, I don't care, whatever they are. 
whatever they think they are. It doesn't matter. Help them. Because I'm not saying all people, but some people might have issues with their identity because they've never had anyone love them enough to be confident in who they are. They could think they're a fluffy unicorn when really they're a cat. Or they could think that they're a fluffy unicorn when really they want to be a boy or a girl, but they don't know how to be because no one's ever told them how to be. Don't be those people who say, well, the government needs to fix this or private industry needs to fix this. No. Get off your ass and fix it yourself. This isn't a football game. This isn't a freaking YouTube video or a, you know TikTok that you, we can fix this in 30 seconds to three minutes. This is real life, people. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of children within probably 100 miles of you that have no place to call home tonight. The girl we had last went 48 days without going to school. Why? Because no one would bring her to school. Be that person. Go to a group home or a foster facility or community partners or whatever's where you are and say, hey, I can't be a foster parent, but does anyone need transportation? I'll drive them. Does anyone need clothes? Does anyone need food? Does anyone need me to watch a child for a couple hours so they can go out with their husband or wife on a date? I'm there. Let me be there. If you can't do anything else, do that. If you're 80 years old, you can drive a car. If you still have your license to drive a car, you can drive someone to a doctor's appointment because they haven't been to the doctors in five years. It's not that hard. Grow a pair and do something productive. The child that left us last night we're still going to be involved with, I think. Not in my house. But we're going to be involved in making sure she gets the treatment and the care that she needs. Yep, that's what we're going to do. Why? Because she needs treatment and care. It's not about, oh, well, you know, she's no longer here, so um, I don't care, okay? No, I care. She can't live with me, but I care. On Tuesday, I'll drive all of her stuff down to where she is now. Why? Because I care. We bought her a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not going to return it. Why? Because we're human beings and we treat other ch- each other with respect. Plain simple. All right. Enough ranting. My next podcast will be cheerier. Most likely. If the world starts being better. So maybe not. For the people on Twitch, I'll be right back. This has been the category mistake. I'm going to get back to my normal schedule. 
I'm going to get back to normal things. Um, today was just a day I needed to vent a little. So thank you for listening. <laughs>